You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Got to bring on Facebook. This is how we have to do it. All right, this is just the way it is. Water's wet. We got to let it breathe. All right, charge it to the game. But listen, we are good. So welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, the Denver Broncos said, no, we're going to take the third day. We are going to practice. And then at the last minute, Vic Fangio pulled some strings behind the the scenes, wanted to surprise the players. Everyone came in as if it was a work day. And surprise, it's a field day. So they ultimately, and this isn't the first time Fangio's done it since he's been head coach, but a lot of fans were kind of knee-jerking. A lot of people reached out to me. My own take on it, Zach, was I don't like it, but – I'm not going to get carried away trying to, you know, read too far into it. But what was your what was your reaction? Well, I mean, literally a week ago, last Thursday, I said, don't be surprised. And I hate to pat myself on the back here, but don't be surprised if Fangio cancels this practice, because not just for his own, you know, uh, his own practices, he's around the NFL. It's it's typical now. It's a reward for all that you've put in in the offseason. The players go out there for months. They're practicing the last, you know, three, four weeks have been consistent practice. So I'm not worried about one singular session is going to interrupt or or disturb their prospects for the upcoming season. This is one of the rare topics that we agree on because I don't think skipping one practice on June 17th will be the difference if the Broncos don't make the playoffs this coming season. It will not be because of that, because of quarterbacks, injuries, coaching, not because he had a field day and they shot basketballs in Dove Valley instead of throw footballs around. I'm, I'm not really sweating too much about it. It's no big deal to me. It's good for player morale, and I think Fanju has the pulse of the locker room. He doesn't want to come off as a guy who's overworking them, overbearing. It's, it's a little bit of lighthearted fun. It's the summer. It's training camp in six weeks. I'm good with it. Dave Glassman jumping in, making sure he's getting his like in on this video out of the gates. And guys, we really do appreciate that. Whether you're enjoying this episode for 30 seconds or the whole entire thing like most of you do, we appreciate it if you like the video. Guys, you have no idea how much that helps us. Good to see you. Hey, there's George. And speaking of George, he jumped in early with a super sticker. Wait for it. He says, hey, George, seriously, buddy, you didn't have to wait too long. We're only two minutes, 40 seconds in. But really appreciate how consistently you support our show, all the shows here at Mile High Huddle. Appreciate you, superstar. Yep. Thank you, George. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, you can go down the rabbit hole trying to read into, like, you know, is this a harbinger of how the season's going to turn out? I don't love it just because 5 and 11. But at the end of the day, as I agree with you, Zach, that when the final measure is taken, and you look back on this season in January, no one's going to say, hey, because they didn't take that last, that third day of minicamp to practice, you know, they ended up winning only six games or whatever. So keep it in perspective and focus more in on the fact, like Zach said, Fangio's trying to, you know, it's about culture. It's about coach-player relationships. It's about building, you know, chemistry and rapport with everybody. And there are a lot of new faces in this locker room from the, draft class to the free agent guys. And it's not just new faces. It's new faces at key positions being expected to right out of the gates, take on big roles. So this, you know, this could end up instead of it being viewed as Zach, some sort of, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, a mistake. This could end up being something that is viewed in retrospect as a good call by Fangio because it maybe helps, you know, glue things together. Yeah, and it's almost like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because if he would have practiced them today, there would have been questions as to why he's not giving them a day off. Now that he took a day off, everyone thinks he should have practiced. But, you know, in hindsight, when we'll never know because it didn't happen, what if they would have practiced today and a player would have went down? They saw it last year. I mean, Von Miller, he took one step wrong in training camp, the final practice, and he's out for the year. So you never know what could have happened in these pointless practices right now. I understand they need chemistry, they need reps, but they're going to get plenty of those this summer in just six weeks. I'm fine with one practice being waived in favor of morale building. They need some. 
Randy, enjoy your grandson. That's really cool, my friend. We're happy to have you. Any any amount of time you can uh, dedicate to the pod, of course, we're happy to have you. And, you know, hey, even Facebook nowadays, what do they? I don't know what they call that, Zach, where you can kill your screen and it continues to play. It's a feature. I don't know what it's called, but Facebook allows you to do that now. YouTube, you've always been able to do that. I think you can even do it on Twitter. Uh, EJ says, I don't like field days. We were 5-11 and 11 last year. They need all the practice they can get. Why not do the field day after practice? I do understand you. I, I, you know, there's a part of me that is right there with you, but the focus is not is, is more on the intangible side of the benefit of this of doing a field day instead of practice than the intangible effect of the absence of the practice. So they think, in other words, the Broncos that they're going to gain more by giving them that time, giving them the field day, giving them the chance to bond and have fun and play together. Than they would have per se from a you know traditional mini camp practice. But if it's not a full scale traditional training camp practice, what are they going to really benefit? I mean, what are they going to gain from having one more? I, I mean, the reps thing I understand, but they've had reps in the building for weeks now. This isn't some you know three day thing, and they're out for months and months and months. They have six weeks off now until training camp. They've been practicing day in and day out. I mean, there's been teams in the past, plenty of them that didn't give field days that won Super Bowls. There's been plenty of teams that gave, you know, all practice all the way through and won Super Bowls. There's no correlation there between having a field day and being competitive. Like I said, if the Broncos miss the playoffs this year, it won't be because they skipped a practice on June 17th. I do think it's kind of cool, too, that Fangio's continues to kind of run counter <clears throat> to some of the cliches pardon me, that, uh, you know, get written up and talked about regarding him as if he's some old school curmudgeon, you know, some old school, just kind of like rule by the fist type of guy. He's actually much more of a player's coach than people realize. And a good example of that today was a little clip um, of him and Justin Simmons walking out of the, of the tunnel from the locker room. And then there's the camera and then they read something about, Hey, it's a field day. And you can just see that these two men have a uh, very strong interpersonal bond. And so that's what you focus on, gang. That's what you hang your hat on here. Um, And listen, we're going to talk about all the issues today. There's a lot to get to in terms of, you know, sharing some of our takeaways from, I mean, the offseason training program, it's in the books. All the voluntary period, the mandatory, we now enter the bleak six-week summer But we're going to be here alongside you guys to continue previewing the season, to continue breaking down the roster and all the key competitions and issues along the way. And tonight we're excited, Zach, because it's Mile High Mailback. We are your football priests. We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your Burning Broncos questions. And look, sometimes you got to get things off your chest. Sometimes there's a topic, there's an issue. We got to help you exercise those demons. And that's, I always always screw myself up. That's what this, that's what we're here to do. All right. We're your football priests. But first, we got to go through some really quick matters of business. Just make sure you're following the pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod, the main account at Mile High Huddle. My partner in crime, Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad N. Jensen and our producer, you know him as Buona Beast, but he is at John K. MHH on Twitter. Also, guys, kindly consider becoming a supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook. Just go to our page. You can see on screen the, to navigate on the browser, facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle, or just open it on your phone. 99% of you are already following that page. Click the big blue button. You're in like Flynn. You get access to Kelberman's Corner on Sundays at noon. You get access to the Trickle Zone on Saturdays at noon. Plus, I'm debuting a new show here very, very soon. So get that handled. And then while you're in Facebook or you got the app open, Also, search Huddle Up Podcast. Give our Facebook page for this actual show a like and a follow because we got some big plans there. And tonight, don't let me forget, end of the show, we will announce this week's winner of the randomly selected swag. I think it's a T-shirt this week. So don't let me forget. And if you want access, you want in on that raffle each and every week, it's completely random. As long as you're liking and following the page, you're automatically pulled into a CSV file and you are eligible for that. All right. Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Check out the merch store, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat, get a T-shirt, get a mug, get a face mask. Heck, tank tops. We're in the freaking brutal heat of the summer. little something for everybody. And if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. We're just happy to have you with us. Make sure you're subscribed. Kindly leave a like on this video. And then if you think we're doing a good job, or at the very least, you respect the effort, share it out there on your social media. Help us grow. Help us reach those Broncos fans that could really 
be edified and enriched in their lives by being a part of our community here at MHH. All right, we got to uh, tip our cap to the Duchess of MHH jumping in. Thank you, Michaela. That's a super sticker, right, John? Yes, thank you, Michaela. It's good to see you. hope you're doing well. Hey, it's a good day, Zach, when we're going live and Michaela's in the chat. That's right, Michaela, right back at you, fist pound. Appreciate you. Good to see you. And we'll speak to you on next month, July 7th, I believe. I don't have my phone in here with me, but it's in my phone. I got it booked. It's in July. Uh, slide and guide, uh, slide and glide, bros. What's up, dude? You've really come on strong like the last week or so. Keep it up, my friend. We do appreciate the support. You are taking the baby steps toward being a superstar. So thank you for the support, my friend. He says, I'm not able to make it live today, but my question is, why did the Broncos sign these receivers? I hope it doesn't mean we trade one of our good wide receivers for a quarterback. Now, Zach, you had the article on the more notable wide receiver transaction today. Why don't you explain what the Broncos did, and I'll pull it up so we can all see. Well, they signed a pair of receivers, and one you might recognize, uh, Amara Darbo. I mean, he was a college – he had college name, Cachet. He's been around the NFL. He's with the Seahawks for a few years. And they signed another receiver who spent some time with the Raiders, and his last name – his entire name, DeMornay Pearson L., I won't pretend to know I'm a Pearson L expert or, you know, knowing his backstory, but he spent time in pretty much every major football league there is, the CFL, the AAF, the XFL. He bounced around from the Raiders. He was on their practice squad, and the Broncos uh, worked him out along with five people, along with Shaquem Griffin, the linebacker, and they decided to give him and also Darbo a contract. So that's what they're doing at receiver. But these are special teams moves, Chad. There's no way, like I wrote, like I wrote right there, Almost no chance of cracking the final roster. If he even, if he even gets the final cuts, even gets gets that uh, far in the process, unless he unseats someone on special teams, whether that's Deontay Spencer, Tyree Cleveland, whoever's returning punts or kicks this year under Tom McMahon. But at receiver, they are so flush. That's why I kind of don't understand these moves on the surface. Yeah, I mean, especially because they let go of Case. What was his name? Cookus. Cookus. Case Cookus. You know that camp arm that they flirted with for about a week. But you know what? Even if a guy like Pearson L, his prospects for making the roster, as you said, slim to none. But the utility and the value of signing on here is even if you don't have a decent chance of making the practice squad, if you can hang on long enough to get to the preseason and put up some all 22 tape for the other coaches on the 31 other NFL teams, that's what you're hoping for. You know, you just need a little exposure. So we'll see how long and if Pearson L sticks, what kind of impact he might make but yeah that's uh those are the transactions today and they waived in a corresponding roster move they waived punter max duffy one day after tom mcmahon gushed over duffy who they signed last month 24 days ago big-legged australian punter tom mcmahon uh said he blew him out of the water in his tryout he said it's true competition and then less than 24 hours later duffy's gone and the job presumably belongs to sam martin this season yeah i'm sure it probably had a little something to do with roster math you know even if he was even if he did make a good impression you know, there's only so many roster spots to go around, and as much as you might like to have that secondary backup option at punter, you just paid Sam Martin, and that roster spot you could use on a wide receiver or you could use on, you know, pick your position. That's probably more to do with it, but, Zach, it is bizarre after they kind of gushed on him. Yeah, I mean, they that's Tom McMahon, though. He doesn't really make sense with anything he does, either in action or in words, but it's it's Martin's job to lose. And you know what? He's not Colby Wadman. He's not Marquette King. He actually was pretty solid last year, so I'm not too mad about this. I'm trying to find – here we go. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Stand by. Uh, we got a quick comment here from George again. Oh, then we'll grab Albert. Keep Albert ready to go there, John. Uh, George says, after reading the agreement for the – virus protocol for training camp. I have to wonder where the science is. Now, Zach, I received the press release on this front, um, but let me show you guys. We can go through some of this just real quick because we get a lot of questions on this podcast live about whether or not fans are going to be able to attend training camp this year, and if so, under what you know circumstances. Here's what Tom Pelissero reported earlier this week. The NFLPA and NFL have agreed to an updated virus protocol for 2021 training camp and preseason. 
how different will life be for vaccinated and unvaccinated players from the memo that just went to clubs. All right. Um, fully vaccinated people, players, uh, no daily testing is required as far as the protocols. Masks are, are not required at club facilities or during team travel. No physical distancing required. No quarantine. No travel restrictions. No capacity limits in the weight room when fully vaccinated. Can eat in the cafeteria with other fully vaccinated players. No restriction on social media, marketing, sponsorship opportunities. May use sauna, steam room. May interact with vaccinated family and friends. And we could go down uh, the, the laundry list here. Whereas if you're not vaccinated, you do have to be tested every day, which is understandable, right? Just like last year, if someone has a philosophical, personal, religious, whatever it might be, reason for not getting vaccinated, all right, that's cool. But you are going to be subjected to the testing because, I mean, look at what, Zach, how it affected Shelby Harris. I mean, we we talked about last year as an example that, hey, you know, we don't want to play down the seriousness of, of the virus because it is deadly serious. But for world-class athletes, even the big fellows, I mean, worst case scenario is going to put you on your back for a week and you're, you know, you're going to, um, you know, maybe kind of lose some conditioning or something like that. Well, Shelby Harris caught it. And when he came back, man, he he couldn't quite get up to form, you know, be back to form that within that time frame of this, what was left in the season, because, you know, it affects people in different ways. And this is something we know some more extremely than others. So NFL teams don't want that disruption. If you're not going to get vaccinated, which is you're right. Just Zach, expect to be tested. I mean, expect to have a lot of your professional liberties taken away. I mean, it's one thing to have to wear a mask if you're unvaxxed, but to be restricted on social media, restricted with your marketing opportunities if you don't get a vaccine that you might not want or think is necessary. I just think the NFL sounds an awful lot like blackmail. That's all I'll say about that. I understand why they're doing it, but it seems like they're the carrot they're dangling is either you take it or you you don't play. You, you're not the same player. You lose your rights. You lose your fame. You might lose your money, your contract, your status. You might be ostracized. Look at Cole Beasley today. He went on Twitter and he went viral because he was unsure that he should take it. He understand, you know, He goes, I didn't vote for this. The NFLPA never talked to me. This is all the NFL coming down and making us do this. But the Broncos are reportedly heading to that 85% threshold where they can operate normally. I'm happy. I'm so sick of talking about this, Chad. I, I hope this is one of the last conversations we have about CV or any of these mandates or anything like that. I'm going to just end the conversation by saying I'm happy everything is returning finally to some sort of normal or mostly normal. By the way, if you're not fully vaccinated, you will be banned. Just like last year, they viewed it, they categorized it as high-risk behavior. You'll be banned from being able to go to nightclubs, bars, house parties, concerts. Last year, Zach, I want to say it was any kind of gathering outside of the team facility or your home that was more than 10 or 15 people you were banned from doing. And if you're busted as a non-vaccinated player doing that, you are subjected to a fine of your game check up to 50 grand for a first offense and more thereafter. So something to consider. But the bottom line is on uh, with regard to fans permitted to attend training camp, quote, uh, fans will be allowed to attend provided that they are more than 20 feet away from tier one staff, which includes players at all times and adhere to physical distancing requirements. Fans will not be permitted to interact with players at any time. So Zach, this time around, fans can get out there and watch the proceedings just fine, but you're not going to get those cool moments where the players come to the, to the berm and, you know, sign your swag, sign your poster, sign your Jersey, et cetera. But Hey, while we continue to navigate past the pandemic, that's a small price to pay if for the hardcore Broncos fan that wants to be there. Exactly. I was going to say it's, it's a very small trade-off to make when you talk about last year where it was completely shut down. You know, it was empty stadiums around the NFL. It was a very depressing and weird sight to see. And I would think any Broncos fan out there would gladly give up interacting with players if it means they can watch um, the team in, in Dove Valley this summer, which I anticipate a lot of Broncos fans, including our listeners, doing. We got a super sticker here from Mo. Good to see you, brother. Bonafide superstar, rocking the swag as a the boss that he is hoping that baby Malik is doing well. I don't know if your son is as um, fussy as mine is, but mine's been pretty fussy. We're trying to figure out the, the right balance on what to feed him. And it's been, uh, you know, so he's a little bit more happy go lucky, 
more often than, you know, he's, he's mostly he's been good, but he's had a couple of nights. I don't know. Probably been the same way for you, Muhammad, but <clears throat> hope Malik is doing well, buddy. Appreciate you. Good to see you, Mo. Jay wants to know, did anyone see, oh, sorry. Also, I'm sorry, John, we got to get Albert. I forgot about that. Let me just grab this real quick from Jay. Did anyone see what Teron Matthews said about Simmons on Twitter? Zach, I can pull it up, but do you recall seeing anything? No, sir. Let me take a quick look. I'm just scrolling really fast here. Uh, I'm assuming it was complimentary. Got to assume. I'll see what I can find so that we don't. We're not. I'm not seeing her going slack jawed. John, throw up that um, comment or question that you had there. What's up, Albert? New wide receiver in the house, and what is the news on the linebacker, Shaquem Griffin? The news is that he's not getting signed. It's uh, not at this time. He had a decent tryout. I mean, he impressed with what the Broncos coaches were looking for. And Fangio even said, and by the way, stay tuned for this weekend's version, our episode of KK. We talk. I talk about this, my stock up, stock down report, outside linebacker. He, Vic Fangio said after Malik Reed, it's wide open at OLB. But Shaq, they just didn't want to bring him on board because he doesn't really offer much on defense. He's more of a special teams guy, and I think they can find someone if they are looking on the outside for someone that can perform a little more um, adequately on defense. So that's why. What's up, Seth? Thank you. Another super sticker. Hyped up is Seth Harmon, who is with us. He's been with us a long time. Seth, we really appreciate everything you do to support us, and uh, hope you're having a good night, bro. And that hippo needs to put the molly down. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Um, all right. So um, let me see here. We'll grab Joseph Anthony. Appreciate you, Joseph. And I don't know that I recognize his name. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Connect on Twitter, my friend. He says, Locke is going to be just fine. All these folks hating are playing on emotion, not facts. Yeah, I mean, guys, we talked a lot about this last night, and we can talk about it more if that's what the people want. We can go down the rabbit hole. But, look, you're not going to see some, you know, quantum leap forward, in my opinion, from Locke in camp. I think you're going to continue to see Locke have his days where he shines and looks really, really good, followed by a day or two of either inconsistent play or not as good, if not a bad day type thing. And, you know, you get to the preseason games, that's when he's going to really have to be able to prove that there is a separation, that he can bring more to the table and not just bring more to the table, Zach, but be trusted as much, if not more, than Teddy Bridgewater. So the training camp, I guess what I'm really trying to say here, guys, is don't live and die by the daily reports once we get to camp on July 27th. Wait to see how each guy does when the preseason games roll because those are the ones that are going to hold the most water in the in as far as the coaches and George Payton making the decision on who is the 53 and you know helping to decide who are the starters. I agree 100% with Joseph. Uh, Like anything else, people's emotions get the best of them, and they sort of overlook the logic or the common sense. You don't talk with facts. You talk with your emotion, and I get it. Uh, You talk about strides taken forward, and I agree with you that the preseason will be the determining factor because it's real live game action, and you can't simulate that. But I would argue that Locke has already taken steps forward, tangible steps forward, and we've seen that in these practices I'm not going overboard, nor cra- I have to give this preface every single time. I'm not crowning him. I'm not saying anything changed. He's still fighting for his job, but he's even standing differently, Chad. We saw a different quarterback this offseason, a different quarterback in OTAs by action and by words. With his arm, with his stance, in the huddle, with the media, he's a different Drew Locke, and I think we've already seen that, but I agree with you. It'll really start to blossom this August. All right, we missed a few questions from Star Senders on Facebook last night, and I promised Claude we would get to his tonight. So Claude yesterday, Zach, and remember, this is, comes on the heels of Drew Locke having a quote-unquote dominant performance in uh, practice number one of mandatory minicamp, which was followed by a less impressive, a little bit more inconsistent performance in which Teddy Bridgewater ultimately won the day by kind of a negligible margin. Claude said, I love all the talk about what I see as an inconsequential topic regarding Locke versus um, Bridgewater. A nice emoji choice there, dude. Keeping people distracted so this defense can come out and punch some people in the mouth. So many games were lost last year by such tiny margins. This vastly improved roster is going to make waves. I have a feeling the Broncos will be back in prime time for the 2022 season. Go Broncos. Hashtag never Broncos for life. Hashtag Return to glory, Zach. 
I think regardless, the defense is going to punch people in the mouth this season, starting in week one. I mean, regardless if Teddy Bridgewater's quarterbacking or Drew Locke, this should be at the very minimum a top five defense, maybe top three, maybe even top two or top one. That's how good the potential of the defense could be. And that's why all we're saying is given that and given the talent on offense, they don't really need much at a quarterback. They don't really need an all-star. So whoever wins that job, all you have to do is tread water. But I'm also in agreement with what Claude said there. I'm so excited because I know, and you know, and most of us know, the Broncos will return to prominence, and we think it will be a playoff-caliber season in Denver this year. Got a good feeling. But, hey, guys, I'm an optimistic cat. So is that, you know. But I, I feel good about them this year. And I think the key here, I mean, you, you can go down and really – break this down on multiple levels of analysis in terms of what are the keys to a successful season for this team. But really I think it starts with staying healthy. If the Broncos stay relatively healthy as, you know, as it, as it relates to, you know, a traditional type of season, man, this is going to be a good team. Fernando, what's up, dude. You have become a superstar just in like a week and a half, two weeks time, dude, you've just been on fire. So thank you, my friend. Welcome. Appreciate you. He says, Hey priest, I'm out of California. Hey, Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. Been watching for about two seasons now. I'm finally in a situation where I can donate. Oh, so he's been watching the show. Okay, cool. Regularly. Y'all are the best. Keep up the great work. Fernando, that is very kind. That warms our heart. Seriously, like that means a lot to us. Glad to hear things are good for you. Um, And we appreciate your support, buddy. Yeah, and Fernando, if you have a question tonight, feel free to drop it in and we'll get to it. It is the Mile High Mailback, and we do appreciate your contributions. Any any questions, any topics you want us yeah. to, to break down? Speaking of superstars, we got a Mount Rushmore appearance here from Drew, Drew Hollenbeck. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Appreciate the top rope donation. He says, it was one practice in June. It'll be good for morale. Talking about, hey, they took a field day today. Still got lots of time to get ready. Locke was money <laughs> was. today, though. Oh, he is. I mean, that was honestly, like, he ended up pursuing football, and I think a big reason for that was daddy was, you know – played pretty far into, you know, he got into the league. He didn't end up having a career in the league, but he was able to be on a practice squad type guy for a minute. So I'm guessing daddy kind of steered Drew toward football, but the sport Drew excelled the most at as far as recruiting is concerned was actually basketball. He was a stud basketball player. He got some offers, D1 offers out of Missouri before he, you know, uh, before he turned to the NFL. And uh, that's, it's not much to say about it. If you watch the video on the Broncos Twitter, though, he's draining. I mean, the, the net doesn't even move. It even gets uh, just uh, kind of uh, mixed up, uh, tangled up because he nailed. And uh, uh, God, you can tell I'm not an NBA podcaster, so we'll stick to football. Jump shot. Jump shot. Yeah. I don't know. He wetted it. Is that the right term? Nothing, nothing but net. <laughs> I don't know. Stick to football. Appreciate you, Drew. Uh, here's one from Michael jumping in, just showing some love on Super Chat. Michael, thank you, my friend. It's great to see you. Great Twitter follow, by the way. Always good yes. conversations if you yeah. engage with Michael on Twitter. Uh, any topics, we'll keep an eye out for you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, the Duchess, again, love you. Thanks. She says, Dear football priests, I need absolution. I am a Bronco fan. Yeah, I think a lot of Broncos fans share in that uh, sentiment right now. They kind of feel like they – you know, they need to be forgiven of any and all sins, not so much their sins, but the sins of the team that they've, you know, been fans of. But nevertheless, that's what we're here for, Michaela. Love you. Yeah, I appreciate your support. And uh, you're in good hands here with the priest, and you are the Duchess for a reason. It'll be okay. I promise you. You'll get all the absolution you'll need this coming season when the Broncos, as we mentioned, return to prominence. Wait on it. All right, I'm looking here. What's up? We got Steve Baumgartner in the hizzy. We got Jim Hilton in the hizzy. Awesome to see. Uh, Jay Roper, uh, were, were Carl and Nick there for team building the Broncos? Hey, nice, nice. Um, appreciate you, Brandon. Fernando, again, wow, thank you, Fernando. Thank you the man. You know what, Fernando? You should, I think you've just been so on fire lately. Why don't you send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, and we'll send you out a little T-shirt as a, as a small thank you for your support. Just email us your address and what your t-shirt size is we'll hook you up thanks fernando if says fernando the season doesn't go as planned will george payton keep vic fangio to help on defense zach it's not the first time we've gotten that question like if fangio gets canned as head coach could he come back with the next regime as a defensive coordinator 
you're shaking your head, but explain why that's just an expectation that needs to be quashed. Well, I'm still waiting for my, my answer to my question, which is when has this ever happened in the NFL? When has a head coach ever gotten fired and returned as a lesser position, as a coordinator, assistant, whatever? It just doesn't happen, and I don't think Fangio would want to come back. He can take a defensive coordinator offer anywhere he wants in the NFL, more than likely if he's fired from Denver. Maybe not head coach, but he still has high regard around league circles as a defensive mind. It wouldn't be in Denver, though. All right. Um, all right, let me see where we're at. We want to try and be as democratic as possible across all the platforms. Yeah, Albert. Hey, at least we didn't hear we had a good practice today. <laughs> Touche. Um, let's grab Dave. who's saying cross-platform. We've seen him on YouTube. Now he's on Facebook, commenting, engaging with the post. I'm sure he's liked on Facebook as well. Mile high five. Right back to you, dog. Hashtag state of being indeed. Love you. You the man. Mile high five. That's cool. I never heard that before. That's uh, interesting. That's kind of like... Lance's, uh, what does he say? Mile high hello, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I love it. Jeremy, MHH is big trucking the competition. Oh, that's very kind of you, my friend. We love you. We don't always agree, right? Sometimes we, the issue at hand, uh, you know, we differ on some things, but we appreciate that, hey, we're all in this for the same purpose, right? Following the Denver Broncos. Appreciate your membership in our community, my friend. Uh, here's Mile High Beauty. Hey, Chad and Zach, would you guys consider doing call-ins as part of the show you know we've never really even considered it um back when uh, we did um locked on broncos back in the day they wanted us to do stuff like that i don't know i think zach having our superstar segments i'd rather do stuff like that than call-ins because then you start treading into this weird radio land i don't want to do radio radio to me is like I don't know. I mean, the, the cool thing about podcasting is there's, there is no format you can, I mean, we've created our own format on these, you know, nightly shows, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to do anything that smacks too much of radio. Maybe something to consider in the future. Maybe StreamYard will have some sort of uh plug in or component with that, but uh, something to mull for sure. But you know what? Hey, we'll take it under consideration because we are putting the finishing touches on what the membership offering is going to be for people who want to be members of Mile High Huddle on YouTube. So we'll keep that and put under our hat for consideration. Speaking of superstars, we got another Mount Rushmore appearance from Dale Rude. Everyone knows Dale. We had him on the show. Was it last week or the week prior? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, we got got the chant for everybody. It's just too fun. Um, I hope your 21st anniversary last night went um, according to plan. Hi guys, hope I'm not bugging you all on Twitter. <laughs> just sharing interesting, just sharing interesting things I think of or come across. I appreciate you, Broncos country. Never, dude. Dale, you always Zach and I look, it's our job to try and be on top of any little news development relative to the Broncos, whether it's news. Zach, it might be like, you know, a list, especially during the offseason. Like these are things we want to talk about because there's nothing else happening on the field. We'll write about it, we'll talk about it. We love it. Guys like Dale, Steve Baumgartner is good about this, tagging us, adding us on Twitter to show us, draw our attention to different things and probably get our reaction on Twitter. And oftentimes we do react on Twitter, but then sometimes, and probably like most of the time when we see those, even if we've already seen it and this was like, you know, confirmation of something we'd already seen, we're going to create some content around it or something. So keep that coming, Dale. I mean, Dale, Drew does it, JT, who I'm not sure if he's listening out there in England right now. We get a lot of tags on Twitter, and it's actually pretty helpful. But, Chad, we actually have another proponent. Jeremy says real quick here, Collins would be awesome. See, we disagree again. So maybe it's something that we have to start thinking about. Yeah, there are websites that offer a service where you can pay for a toll-free number. But then I have to go down the rabbit hole of figuring out how to get that toll-free number onto a live podcast. And that can be done. It happens every day. John, myself, Zach, we'll, we can figure that out. But we'll take it under consideration, bro. Uh, Michael, good to see you, buddy. Uh, how's our day? Our day's good. We're living the dream, dude. Hope you're talking to well. you guys right now. Exactly. Uh, let's grab Sam Bam. Thank you, John. Um, Sam, you just blow us away, man. You've, you're another guy that has really come on strong, I'd say, like the last month and a half, two months, you know, maybe about draft time. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. He says, uh, what's up, Chad and Zach? Do players usually practice together during the time off between OTAs and training camp, or is it mostly individual workouts? James Hetfield is a Raiders fan, so 
enter Sam Bam should no longer be said. Ah, I see. I see. But you know what, James Hetfield? I want the, I want his signature guitar. I was just looking at one of those on a classified online last night. In fact, one of his ESP uh, explorers. Nevertheless, Zach, why don't you answer how players practice or stay in shape in that six-week stretch? Well, first of all, for I think two more weeks, they're going to have the younger players, rookies, and I, maybe second-year guys stay behind. And I know for the Cowboys, they called it rookie school between minicamp and training camp. I think the Broncos are doing something similar, but for veterans and for everybody else, it's their own personal choices now. Most of them are vax, as we talk about, so they have more freedoms. Some of them take vacations in the six weeks. Some of them you know, stay home and do nothing. Some of them just continue to eat, sleep, and breathe football. Some players will get together. Maybe we'll see Locke organize a passing camp like we saw in years past with other Broncos quarterbacks. But the position groups tend to stay together. You can come into Dove Valley, work out there. They have key cards. You can work out on your own. These guys are millionaires with the top-notch equipment and training staff and this and that. So most of them will stay in shape, but some of them try to turn off football while they can because from – Late July until early January, at least, it's nothing but football. Yeah, I think what you'll see, though, is Drew Locke try to put together at least one kind of passing, you know, passing camp, for lack of a better term. He did it last year. Tom Brady did it last year against the wishes of the NFLPA. He kind of thumbed his nose at them, and he, he proved why, right? They went on to win the Super Bowl. You need to get as much time on task as you humanly can. So I would expect to see a few things like that again, Zach. But uh, but yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna enjoy their summer. But you can't just go chill on the couch or even go chill on a you know beach somewhere in Hawaii or Cancun because you got to stay in shape, you got to stay home, you got to stay focused. But guys are definitely gonna. I mean, this is their. Yeah. They get January, they get February, they get March. But like really, this is their. And it's not to say there aren't places to go and things to do at that time of the year, but. You know, most families in America or anywhere in the world, when they enjoy their vacations and they plan things, they do it in the summer. Why? Because of the weather, right? Things open up and you can do a lot more. You have access to many more options. And so this is their chance, Zach, that six-week stretch to kind of do some of that stuff. Especially now when you consider they didn't have that opportunity last year. Everyone was hunkered down and locked down, especially in Denver and Colorado. So I wouldn't be surprised. Not that it's going to hurt them in any way, but there's going to be, you know, some players out there taking these – Long, extravagant vacations, and on one hand, I don't blame them. The work they put in, the work they will put in, I think they deserve that. By the way, appreciate Albert. Testimonial for Kelberman's Corner. We love hearing that, my friend, and we're just getting started. Trust me, guys. As soon as we roll out our membership offering on YouTube, you guys are going to be blown away at how – I mean, we get that odd kind of trollish critique every once in a while – of people that complain that we publish too much on YouTube. Like we have too much content. Like that's a true complaint out there. Please. Uh, but, but guys, we're just scratching the surface. Like, you know, we kind of, uh, I don't want to say stumbled upon YouTube in, in 2019, but we slept on just how cool it, it could be for us, how cool it could be for our community. And once we kind of figured out what we wanted our model to be with these live stream pods, then it opened the door to other possibilities and we've just kind of been planning things and biding our time and putting things together. And we're going to be getting to all kinds of different content that just isn't available to you right now. And it's going to be really cool. And once we unveil that, Zach, I think by the time we returns you and I together on camera Sunday night, we'll be able to talk about this and kind of unveil it in depth. If everything goes as, as we expect between now and then. So stay tuned. Uploading too much. Okay. Mark, what's up, bro? This is like a Mount Rushmore reunion show tonight. Mark Langley in the house. What's going on, brother? How's Penny doing? Give her our best. He says, what's up, my guys? Good to see Locke do well and develop. Hashtag huddle up pod, football priest. Hey, John. Mark always got the message for Buona Beast. Yeah, it is good. I mean, guys, I mean, look, even if you are a Drew Locke skeptic and God forbid, someone afflicted by locked arrangement syndrome. If one of your team's players has a day, that's something to celebrate, right? That's a good thing. And Mark, you are, as you know, more than free and, and, you know, willing to celebrate Drew Locke if that's what you so choose, but we appreciate you tuning in with us tonight. It's always good to see you, Mark, in the chat. Zeus, what's up, dude? We, Zeus. 
Zeus cried ourselves to sleep. And that's not too far off the truth. I mean, we were bummed that Zeus had to hop on an airplane for work last night and couldn't make the show. We're going to reschedule. It's all good. We're going to reschedule because it's been too long since we've had Stu on the program. As Zach likes to say, the founding father of this community here at Mile High Huddle. So Zeus, love you. Thank you so much for the generosity. You know, you are the man. First face etched up on MHH Mount Rushmore. This man right here. He says, hi, all. Sorry I missed the show last night. Duty called. Had to travel to Chicago and back to Houston. Great show, as always. Go Broncos. No apologies needed, my friend. Got to pay them bills. It's all good. I'm glad you had safe travels, Stu, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you for your overwhelming generosity once again. It's so appreciated. Travis, what's up, brother? Good to see you. Appreciate you. John, keep an eye out. Any questions, topics Travis might have. Um, until StreamYard can figure out the whole stars thing. Oh, we got one here. Well, here's at least a comment. What's up, my football priest, says Travis. Just showing some love. Uh, came in a little late, but always a fan. Denver Broncos for life. I'm in Arkansas now, by the way, an Iowa transplant. All right, another state of being guy. Good to know. Thank you, Travis. Are you a ra- – well, so, so from Iowa, are you one of these Hawkeyes like Nick Kendall, or are you a Razorback? Do you have a college team? I'm just curious. We've got – okay, there's Stu. I'm going to grab this. After Jeremy, I'm going to grab this one, John, from Jay Roper, all right? Uh, Jeremy Hancock, what's up, dude? Another guy that's just lately come on pretty dang strong. So, Jeremy, keep it up. You're working your way to being a superstar. Appreciate you. Hi. Uh, he says, just saying hi tonight, guys. Missed a few shows. Hope all is well. Hey, man, if you can't make it live, it's all good. We know you're listening after the fact. So great to have you in the stream tonight, bro. It's good to see you, Jeremy. Thank you. Just for the sake of mixing things up, Jay Roper wants to know, what's everyone's favorite type of dog? All right, listen, I'm a little dog guy. I love big dogs. I do love big dogs, but the hair. And I'm not a big poodle guy. So if you want to get a non-shedding dog that's, you know, bigger dog that non-sheds, hypoallergenic, you got to go with one of those poodles, labradoodles, you know, something like that. I'm not into that kind of curly, I don't know. So I'm a little dog guy. I actually have three dogs. It's a little crazy. A lot of kids, a lot of dogs, a lot of animals. This is a funny farm. All right. Casa Jensen is a veritable funny farm. Trust. Two Shih Tzus and like, what is he called? He's a, he's a half poodle, half, uh, or quarter poodle, mostly uh, Brussels griffin. So he looks like a shih tzu. Doesn't look like a poodle at all. It's just a little, he's a little mutt, but that's that's for me. But Zach, aren't you, uh, you you're a cat guy, right? I, you know, I'm not a cat guy. I have one cat. I, I would say I'm more of a dog guy than a cat guy, but I've had poodles my whole life though. I, not a standard poodle, okay. not a big one, but small toy poodles. What I love about them, Chad, is they're very smart and they live the longest. I hate big dogs only because the length, the, you know, their shelf life, they don't live very long. And that's the saddest part about owning a pet is having to part ways with them. So I'm a little dog guy, poodle guy all the way. Michael on YouTube says, I worry about Locke being a 15 and 22 type of QB, 15 for 22 type of QB pay him. And he's a Flacco. Um, I mean, you're, you're entitled to your own misgivings and concerns, but there's nothing other than arm strength remotely similar about Drew Locke and Joe Flacco. Nothing. I, we're actually getting Drew Locke compared to Joe Flacco now. That's where we've devolved to. I'm not even going to talk about it. Steven, yeah, we'll see you next Wednesday. We're, we're stoked. Uh, he says, do you guys think Jerry Judy will be a top five receiver? Um, not, not someday, this year. <laughs> you know, maybe someday this year. No. In order for Judy to be that guy and fully realize his potential, he needs whoever the quarterback is going to be under center to realize his. So, you know, it's no surprise, right? Wide receiver is a very QB-dependent position. So as the QB goes, so goes the, the receiver. So is it in the cards? Potentially, just don't count on it this year. I want to add, too, that it would help Judy's case if Cortland Sutton wasn't in the picture because he's way closer to top five status than Jerry Judy is right now, and together they might cancel each other out. So I think Jerry Judy will break out this season. I think a 1,000-yard season is is truly in store for Jerry Judy, but top five, let's slow down a little bit. All right, just for the sake of, hey, it's the NFL summer. Let's let our hair down. Our friend Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Knight uh, 323. Here's a question on Twitch. That's not football related. Do you think humanity will ever colonize other planets 
uh, in our solar system or in the Milky Way galaxy? Very interesting question. I'm kind of a nerd for that stuff. Me too. Um, Elon Musk wants to put human beings on Mars. And for those of you who are nerdy about, you know, terraforming and stuff like that, what, what could be possible down the line, Mars at one point had an atmosphere similar to, to the Earth's. And so if you could figure out how to melt that ice at the, at the poles, you could create a hospitable planet. There could be life all over Mars right now. Honestly, there really could. So, yeah, I think at some point, someday, yes, that will be something that happens. But it might be – I don't think it will be like – do you remember the Alien movies and then like the, the sequels that were more like prequels, the um, Prometheus and so on? You know, those – those were like a not too distant future, like 200 years or not even that, like a hundred to 150 years beyond modern times. Like when the first one came out and they're out there navigating deep space and all this stuff. I don't think it will be quite that soon, but at some, some point. Yeah. One of my biggest interests outside of football is like space and astronomy. I cannot get enough of it. I am so fascinated by it. I will say though, not just Mars, but Venus as well, not living on the surface, but they call it Earth's twin sister for a reason, smaller planet closer to the sun, but you might have cities in the clouds in Venus. It's hospitable there. But in terms of navigating galaxies or interstellar travel, just think of one thing, okay? The closest star to our star, if you rode the fastest spaceship ever made, the fastest speeds ever achieved, it would take something like 17,000 years to get there, the closest yeah. star to us. So we would better hope and be more better suited to terraform Mars. I can't believe we're even talking about it. It's great right now. You know now. what's crazy? You know what's crazy is they have found – they're starting to discover different things that exist out in space, such as – I mean, we, most people should know at least they've heard the word – or the phrase what black hole, right? But wormholes – um, the electric universe, things like that. There's a, if, if human beings can figure out how to master anti-gravity, right. Uh, suddenly space and time can be distorted. Folded, right. And you can, instead of like, if you look at a piece of paper, all right, here's an example. There's a bill that got sent to me. Right? If you look at a piece of paper as, as, as actual space, all right, you're on this side and you want to get to this side, you got to traverse that piece of paper at whatever, you know, the distance is. But under those conditions, if you can fold space time, you're not now you just go from here to here. You're not going from here to here. Also, time is a flat circle. Wrap your brain around it. But the earth is not flat. No. No. Michaela, <laughs> it's my birthday next Friday. HBD. Happy birthday to you. Uh Sam says Galactic Football League. Yes, indeed. Uh someday. Um she says it's her birthday next Friday, the 25th. All she wants for her birthday is for the Broncos to be good and relevant. And then a message to John High Beast, you rock. Well, Michaela, I'm glad that you made mention of that because I'm going to put it in my phone so that we can – we won't be on that night, but we can you know, we can shout you out Thursday night. We can, we can make a to-do about this on Friday. No, Michaela, you mean you're turning 25, right? That's, that's what you Heck mean. Heck yeah. Got you. All right, Appreciate let me see you. here. Um Tom, up in Canada. What's up, brother? Talk about a superstar. You are one, Tom. MHH bonafide superstar. He says, great job, boys. Keeping the lights on at Denver Bronx. Yes, dude, you you really are. Thank you, buddy. Uh, by the way, can you guys send me a coffee mug? I'll don't. Yeah, dude, you got it. Listen, Tom, email us, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, with your address. We'll get one sent to you, stat, my friend. No problem. All right, where are we at? We're at 48 minutes, almost 49. Uh, let's grab this super chat from a longtime listener, a bona fide superstar, been with us a long, long time. BNS, lock a leader in 17 games. He engineered two fourth quarter comebacks and three game winning drives. Is that not a telling stat? Hashtag all pro bowls, hashtag crow pie for the haters. Yeah, that was a big question. We got into it last night with someone. I don't remember who it was now off the top of my head, but Drew Locke's not a leader and all this. It's hogwash. It's hogwash. I think as he continues to grow as a player, you'll see him to continue to grow and assert himself as a leader. But yeah, dude, he's that's my complaint with Drew. Why are you saving it for the fourth quarter, dude? Let's see some first quarter magic. Let's see some, you know, like in the, the first game he ever started against the Chargers. Two first half touchdowns. You're like, dope. Goes to Houston, lights Houston on fire uh, with multiple first half touchdown passes. In fact, I think all three of his touchdown passes that day, Zach, were first half, if I'm not misremembering that. 
And then you get to his second year, and we understand all the unique obstacles that he faced. All right, but we talked how if we if we talked about it once, Zach, we talked about it sixteen times last year. Drew Locke seemed to be that type of quarterback where he gets out on the field, gets the jitters. He's got to get that one big bonehead play out of the way, and then it's smooth sailing. You know, there there was at least two first possession interceptions. So what I want to see from Drew is take that mindset you get, and this is a cue to the coaches too, by the way, from a schematic perspective, take that mindset you have in the fourth quarter, figure out how to stretch it backward, talking about time and space. Let's get that to the first, second, and third quarter. I think he, it was Rob who who said that yesterday about Drew Locke not being a leader. Rob, still waiting on you to answer, bro. Still waiting on one concrete fact that points to Locke not being a leader. But we have one fact from BNS here that proves he is a leader, and I agree with that. But, you know, the, the uh, LDS group, Chad, the Locke critics will always – downplay these stats. They'll say it's because, oh, the Chargers defense blew that lead when he came back and threw the game-winning touchdown to K.J. Hamler. The the Texans defense wasn't good when he had that big explosion game. There's always going to be some excuse, but to question his leadership is wrong. Andrew Eastman, thank you for the super chat, brother. It was really cool, and he's got got it in his profile pic there on YouTube. Sent us the Football Priest hat, Football Priest t-shirt. We put it up on MHH Instagram. Appreciate you. He says, I'm watching from Nebraska. Y'all kill it on the pod. Thanks, brother. That means you're in the same neck of the woods as uh, Steven. Steven's in Nebraska, too, if I'm not mistaken. Right, John? Yeah. So you're in good company, my dog. Appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you. Sean B., another guy. Sean, you've. I want to say, you know, about the draft is when I can remember you coming on strong as a superstar. Keep it up, bro. You're working your way up the chain. Says, hope you guys are doing well. Just wanted to send a little love. Only 87 days till football. A little Noah Fant. Um distinction there appreciate that seriously sean we really do appreciate you helping to support what we're doing here keep the content flowing my dog see i went with decker Mm. i don't know why well if i if you really ask me number 87 who do you think of broncos it's ed mccaffrey but you know we're in 2021 no fan today dale again love you bro seems like special teams is getting deeper depth is Peyton doing that to remove excuses that McMahon's unit does it, you know, excuses if McMahon's unit doesn't improve in 2021, Zach? That's actually a fair question, but I mean, that would mean that he was doing the defense this offseason, building that up to remove excuses from Vic Fangio. So if you subscribe to that theory, if you think Fangio's on the hot seat, then yeah, they made these moves because. I think it was yesterday, if my memory is not failing me, you mentioned McMahon, and he had no depth on special teams. And that's why he's been, you know, hanging around the last couple of years and why he wasn't fired. Well, this should address all of that. And the first salvo came with Mike Boone. They got rid of Philip Lindsay and brought in Mike Boone mostly for special teams. It wasn't mostly for running back. And then ever since then, with the safeties they drafted, the receiver, cornerback, all these moves they've made, and even up until today, bringing in two receivers – they don't need any more, Chad. They need to cut some, not sign more. And why? For what purpose? For Tom McMahon. So, yeah, I think, you know, they're taking the excuses out of the equation now. You have the talent. Uh, you have the depth. You have the players. It's your scheme that's going to get you fired this year. Travis on Facebook, it's my belief that Locke will make a huge leap this year. Maybe take away the pandemic last year. He would have then, just my opinion. Hashtag let him hate. Dude, I am fully of the opinion. I was then, I am today, that if the pandemic never happened, Drew Locke, maybe he doesn't end up blowing the doors down like we expected him to kind of entering his second year, but I think he has a much better season, even with a first-year coordinator, because he would have got all the OTA reps. He would have got all the training camp reps. He would have got all the preseason reps. Like People don't understand how much that affected him in particular. You can make you know comparisons. Well, it didn't affect Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow sure looked good before he got hurt. That's fine. That's them. For Drew, he really needed those reps, and that was something that that Shermer addressed indirectly um, yesterday at the podium. That hey man, we're you know Drew entered the 2020 campaign raw. That was the word he used, meaning that he wasn't really able to uh, fully assimilate this new scheme that he had been saddled with, and now he has. So I agree with you, Travis. I'm, I think Locke's going to take us a, a pretty big step forward. Don't have a crystal ball. Can't tell you exactly how big, but it's going to be – I think it's going to be fun. 
I think regardless last year, his potential would have been capped by his own limitations, which he had to work through, and also the play calling. It was not conducive to Drew Locke in 2020. So he would have been better, but he, I don't know about the year of Drew Locke. Even if there wasn't a pandemic or wasn't the injuries, he needed that year of development, and the Broncos needed to find out whether Pat Shermer is the guy. School's out on both of those questions for now. Caleb on YouTube says, what do you think about Kareem Jackson speaking with Deshaun Watson you know, basically openly recruiting him to Denver and talking about it quite a lot on yeah. social media and podcasts and stuff like that. Zach. Teammates, former teammates, good friends. Uh, and in Kareem Jackson, unlike Von Miller, who went to bat for Drew Locke, really Jackson has no investment to Denver. He's a rental. He's only been here for a year now. Uh, so it's not really anything he's killing himself over thinking about the Broncos and doing what's best for uh, the incumbent. He wants his friend. He wants his former teammate, and he's going to try to get him here. I still don't think it's going to happen, though. Jeremy wants to know, while we are spitballing, if a listener wanted to submit a freelance article to MHH, they would send it to. You can always send it to us, milehighhuddle at gmail.com, but there are no promises that we're going to publish anything. And, uh, you know, right now we're not looking to bring any, any new writers on or content interns. We recently brought, of course, from the community, Two guys. Well, three, actually. We brought James Campbell on. We brought Mike Evans on from you guys, from the pool, our community of listeners and, and members here. And, of course, Kenneth Booker. And um, Mike, Kenneth, they crushed their uh, internship. They're officially on staff. So we're pretty flush right now, Jeremy, as far as, you know, we got a lot of hands on deck. But always send it. You can always send it. Just know that we can't make you any promises. All right? And at least if we don't publish it, if it's compelling enough, we will certainly go over it on the podcast. We will take it in consideration and talk about it. So feel free to send it uh, to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, another success story of a guy going from the community to the staff, Buona Beast. So when we start looking and we're like, hey, we need to add this guy or we need to add this, you know, new role for X, Y, Z. We focus on the community first is actually what we who do who do we like? You know, we pay attention to these things. We're not necessarily looking outside um, the MHH umbrella when we bring new people on. Very rare. Very rare. In fact, I think the only guy, you know, the way you and I connected, Zach, is a very unique thing that's, you know, not really part of the conversation. But the only guy I could tell you that wasn't, at least that I can think of off the top of my head, that wasn't from the community that's on staff is Luke Patterson. He was an outside guy brought in on a recommendation. So, I don't know if that's encouraging for those of you that want to try and find your way into, you know, talking about, writing about, blogging about the Denver Broncos or NFL media. But just if that's something that's a dream of yours or an interest or a passion and you want to assert it, you got to take your shots like Jeremy just tried to do. So send it on in, dude. We'll take a look. Happy to read it. All right, real quick. We're at 58 minutes. We got to keep tonight's really tight. We usually try to leave ourselves a good window for Mile High Mailbag Night, but we do have some demands that are – Alas, forcing us to uh, keep this pretty pretty tight. So, all right, we got Holden, Jonathan, Mark again, Jeff, Dennis, and then we got a dip. Holden, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Been with us a long time. Superstar. Mile high salute to my football priest. Right back at you, dog. Sorry I've been MIA. Had the addition of my daughter on June 2nd. Congrats, my brother. That's awesome. Hope she's doing well. What'd you name her? And I've been applying to graduate schools. Man, you're a busy man. You're a busy dude. Hope all is well. Go Broncos. Hey, dude, that's so cool. So cool. So our kids were born, you know, five days apart, something like that. But congrats to you, Holden, and give our best to to Mama Bear. And best of luck uh, getting into the grad school that you want to get into. Holden, we appreciate you so much, and congrats again. What's the name, and what kind of uh, education are you pursuing in grad school? Just curious. Uh, All right, John, what about Jonathan and Mark's second super if you got them. If not, I can, I'm scrolling down. We got to kind of prioritize the super chats from here on out because we're out of time. Jonathan, what's up, bro? Appreciate you. Another superstar. He says, you won't hear anything negative from me on too much content. How annoyed are you guys always talking Locke and Ted? Any areas of interest that isn't QB? We're interested in all of it. Yeah. But it's, you know, that's what turns the, you know, stirs the pot. All right. And do I get sick of talking about it? There might be times, Zach, where it comes off that way, but honestly, no. I don't get tired of talking. I love talking about 
But quarterback's the most important position on the field. It's a topic of contention right now in Broncos country because we don't know what the future holds. There's no proven solution. I love talking about it, but I can understand how for some fans, you know, it gets a little uh, tiresome. Yeah, I mean, it's how we pay our bills, and we're so blessed to be talking about this for a living. But, you know, I, I've, I know nothing else about the Broncos other than quarterback uncertainty or quarterback competitions, so I'm used to it by now, and I'm always down to have a conversation. And I love even the, the opposing opinions because I love – not having all been in the same echo chamber. If we all shared the same opinions, it'd be so boring. So I love having those conversations and debating opposing viewpoints. It's fun. It's fun for me. EJ wants to know, Chad, Zach, are you guys selling MHH merch at the week three Jets Broncos meetup? Yes. Oh yeah. We'll have some merch there that you can buy. We'll, we'll make sure we bring some t-shirts and unique for the day too. It's not just going to be standard fare. We're going to make some cool stuff, and we want to meet as many of you as we possibly can. We're planning on doing a live podcast at the tailgate. So it's going to be a big old MHH tent out there with our friends Ray, Andrew, um, Pat, some guys that are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting, helping Zach and I and John and all of us set this thing up and host it. We want as many of you there as possible. We already know, Zach, we got many, many superstars and community yep. members that are going to travel from far across this world and the whole, the fruited plain, if you will, to be there. And we can't wait to meet you guys. And it's going to be so much fun. So, yeah, we'll have some merch for you. And we look forward, hopefully, EJ, to meeting you there. Yeah, it's uh, September 26th, I believe. So yep. we, we hope to see everyone out there uh, meeting us and having a good time. It's going to be really, really fun. Mark again, you the man, bro. You the man. Zach, good to see you. All right, Zach, good to see you. Uh, love Big Dog. Sorry, guys. Just been working a lot. Excuse me. It's peak season. 12 days straight, 12-hour shifts. Golly. This has nothing to do with A-Rod number. Have a good night, guys. Hashtag MHH. Yeah, dude. Um, Get some rest, Mark. Yeah. You, you <laughs> got to do your thing. Got bills to pay, you know, mortgage, car payment, insurance, health, life, auto, home. We feel you, dude. You got to do what you got to do. We're just happy to have you when we can get you. That's right. Thank you, Mark. All right, uh, John, we got, I think, only Jeff and Dennis, and then we got to get out of here. We are rapidly running out of sand in the old hourglass. Here's Jeff. Good to see you, Jeff. Another great superstar. Been with us a long, long time. Appreciate you, brother. You guys would be fun to have a drink with. Week three. Space? The earth is flat as the Broncos' last record the last five years. Side note, why so many wide receivers? You know what's interesting about the whole flat earth thing? I, I knew a guy, all right, not too long ago, that uh, he was a, he's a hardcore flat earther, all right? In fact, I probably shouldn't even say that because I might actually mute this episode. You're not, that's one of those tag words that the algo bots um, look for. But nevertheless, he was like so about it, and he threw out all these scientific like, there's this. Have you ever looked at that? And then I'm like, nah, dude, get out of here. And he sent me this video on YouTube that was like, 99 evidences that the earth is flat. And I'm like, all right, dude, just since, you know, cause this was someone, a neighbor of mine that I saw often. I'm like, all right, since I know I have to see you soon again, I'll go ahead and friggin' at least watch some of this so that I can tell you my thoughts. I watched this thing and Zach, I'm going through like the first three points, four points, five points. Suddenly I'm like, I'm like, Whoa, dude, I got to break out of this spell. I was like nodding along going, yeah, that is actually kind of interesting, isn't it? But one, but no, of course not. The earth's not flat. But Zach, his point, and this is the reason that I want to bring this up after Jeff's superhero is their belief in that whole flat thing philosophy speculation is, I said, dude, doesn't that crush you? You know, you, you think about like Star Wars, a, a ship coming out of warp speed or whatever, you know, light speed, and there's the planet there and all, you know, doesn't that just bum you out? And does that just mean no aliens and no this, no that, no other life in the, he goes, no, dude, no, it's ponds, like, ponds. He goes, yeah, look at the earth. Like it's a, a snow globe bottoms flat. It's got a little dome. I'm like, yeah, okay. And he goes, and then there's an infinite number of ponds like that laid out in a row. So that explains UFOs, dude, they're coming from other ponds. I'm like, dude, you are, you, you lost me, dog. You lost me. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in flat earth. I don't, you know, do you, what do you believe about the moon landing, Chad? Do you think that was fake or do you think that was legitimate? No, no, no. I believe it was real. I think there there's elements of it that they faked in terms of like adding additional things that were done in the studio, but I do think it happened. Yeah. Same. Um, and why so many wide receivers, Jeff? I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't know. Special teams. And they're going to keep probably seven, maybe, you know, six or seven, at least 
uh, Jess, how would I go about donating beer to the meetup uh, from a, our brewery a few miles away? Jesse, that's very kind. If that's something you're serious about, uh, we'd happy instead of, you know, um, we could, if you want to do something like that, we could look at even like making your brewery a sponsor, uh, one of the sponsors for the day, if you wanted to, you know, put some stuff up. So if that's something you'd be interested in, just email us, milehighhittle at gmail.com. We can talk about what that might look like. All right. One more, Dennis, and then we got to go, guys. Sorry. Love you, Dennis. Superstar in Michigan. See, I remember these things, Dennis. Hey, guys, it's been a minute. Just showing some love and appreciation. Hashtag state of being. You are one of those superstars, Dennis, that exemplifies the state of being hashtag. We've missed you. Hope you're doing well. Looking distinguished as ever in your MHH dad hat. Love you. Thank you, Dennis. Good to see you. I think, pardon me, I think we are caught up. So, guys, thank you so much for another great week here of podcasting on the Huddle Up podcast, Mile High Huddle. Zach and I are off tomorrow night. Enjoy your Father's Day weekend. Uh, We'll be back Father's Day Eve. We will podcast Friday night or uh, Sunday night. We'll be back 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, Kelberman's Corner, Sunday at noon, Mountain Time, the Trickle Zone, Saturday at noon. So we hope to see as many of you there as possible. If you want access to that, go to our Facebook page. We'll grab Casey, but go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Click the big blue button, become a supporter. We'll see you for Kelderman's Corner and for the Trickle Zone. Last one from Casey, then we got to go. Thank you, Casey. Good to see you, bro. Really good to see you. How you been? He says, the scrutiny that comes out of these practices about quarterbacks is so frustrating. It's practice. I think this media attack on players needs to be stopped. Locke is the future. We feel you, bro. We do feel you. It is crazy, but at the same time, it's quarterback. Quarterback's always going to be the most under the microscope, under the you know the looking glass. So we feel you, but it's par for the course. We're talking about practice. Practice? <laughs> I agree with you, Casey, for sure. It's uh, it's getting out of hand now, but that's what it's going to be. So we'll roll with it. That was actually something uh, Fangio and Justin Simmons, that video I referenced earlier when they were reading, they come out of the tunnel. They did a little riff on the whole practice meme from Jim Morris Sr. All right, guys, we got to go, Zach. Here's uh, here are the banners. Sign us off, bro. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great Father's Day weekend. Uh, have a great weekend, John. Everyone else out there, thank you for tuning in with us tonight. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. Be sure to follow the mother account at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow me at Kelberman NFL. You can follow Buana Beast, as you can see, at John K M H H. If you can, guys, be sure to go to Facebook.com slash Huddle. Become a supporter. Big blue button. KK coming Sunday, guys. I can give you a little preview. Stock up, stock down. Top five players going into training camp. Five Top bottom five players going into training camp. Going to be fun. Trickle zone Saturday. Also, go to huddleupod.com and get your swag on. Get your hats. Get your shirts. Get your merch. We have the new football pre-shirt in there. Selling really good. We appreciate you. If you can't do that, though, totally get it. Totally understand. We ask you to do three things for us if you can. Subscribe like and share helps us out more than you know again we'll back on sunday night six o'clock mountain eight o'clock eastern i'll be there with you at uh noon sunday for kk i forgot and to Chad mention the winner been. of the giveaway oscar chacon right. oscar chacon on facebook you're liking you're following the huddle up podcast facebook page claim your prize by sending us an email milehighhuddle at gmail.com and we'll get your t-shirt size and address oscar let me pronounce that make sure one more time oscar chacon c-h-a-c-o-n you demand Reach out. Yes, we'll see you guys Sunday, though. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.